Here we go. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. You are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Chest Fever. They got a brand new release out. We'll be listening to tracks from that. And of course, we'll be talking to the band at the top of the hour. You're not going to want to miss that interview. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new, original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, and so much more. In the meantime, all you have to do is kick back and relax. Because I have got some great new music. I know you're going to love. And some great new artists I can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, I aim to misbehave. Baby. 
Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why. 
Did I cry all night for you? Why did you tear my heart in two? Cause now, now I see you're not the man for me. Oh, tell me. Checks. 
your wounds are fresh I can tell just by the way You clench your fist into your chest A long lost love slipped away Now you try and hide behind Those goddamn teary eyes Honey, you've been hurt That much I see No matter how you look at me I see That page upon your canvas Can't show it's done you wrong I can show you a color too If you're with me baby come along There's years of plenty, and there's years of drought I can make it my goal, babe, just to show you what it's all about No matter what, no matter who If something don't feel right, dear, don't let them fuck with you Honey, you been hurt, that much I see No matter how you look at me, I see that paint upon your canvas can't show it's done you wrong. I can show you a color too if you with me, baby, come along. Yeah, I can show you a color too if you with me, baby, come along. Baby, come along, come along. Baby, come along, come along. Baby, come along, come along, come along. Kicking down a door Had too much On the rise Seen it all before Getting away Clean Get away Mr. Believer You got a conceiver Dreaming dreams to a bitter end Tequila shot Believe to pretend Get away
I guess there just aren't enough rock.
missing a hook, set a vibe, you're a sellout Gonna pass, but we know that you feel clout We kinda want you a little bit cooler Hipster licks, not a melody crooner Take time, think about being honest You're like gin, missing lime in the tonic Think a little more about your own presentation Where's the appeal for mass entertainment? Touch souls with a good vibration Ignite the hearts in the middle of the nation Climb to the top, it's hard to get there Cut a key for the lock and then we might care We can't put you on till you're ready to go We need beer, can jive with the blue note flow Keep plugging away, longer mic checks And we'll let you know if it's time to get set Gatekeepers always keen on keeping you out Leaving you defeated, bitter taste in your mouth Hard to impress, an ill to ignore You wait and you wait for the
another round Doesn't matter what I do All seems to come back blue And I'm feeling Six inches from the ground
Your vote can bring. You got the go cat, go cat, 
Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. Now, here is an indie double shot from our featured artist today, Chest Fever. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs.
That was Chest Fever from their brand new release, and we got Dan on the line right now. Hey, Dan, how you doing? I'm doing well, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well myself. Now, this is the first time you've been on our show, and we always like to start things off by giving our fans an opportunity to get to know who you are, not only as an artist, but as a person. So give us the story of Chest Fever and, of course, of you, Dan. Okay, well, uh, the story of Chest Fever goes back about a year and it starts with a group called Mrs. Henry and so my name is Daniel Cervantes I'm the guitarist, singer and songwriter for the San Diego based rock group Mrs. Henry and the band Mrs. Henry started in 2012 and by 2017 we've grown a following in San Diego California and we played uh, the band's farewell concert, The Last Waltz at a venue in San Diego called The Belly Up. And Mrs. Henry is a rock group uh, composed of three lead singers, including myself, uh, Jody Bagley, who plays piano and uh, keys, virtuoso on the keys and voice of an angel, and Blake Dean, who plays the bass and also uh, is a lead singer. And that core was the core of Mrs. Henry um, that led us to Chest Fever. So to know Chest Fever is to know Mrs. Henry. And Chest Fever began uh, upon Mrs. Henry going out and performing the band's music as Mrs. Henry. And one day last year on our first tour back out of the pandemic, Mrs. Henry played a show in L.A., and the folks that uh, own the name and likeness and publishing of the band happened to come out to our show. They'd heard about what we were doing. They said they loved it, and they said, we think it would be great if you guys started a group that was just dedicated to the band. Thus, Chest Fever was born, and we've been touring as Chest Fever and as Mrs. Henry ever since. Okay. Now, tell me where that name came from. What what prompted you to call it Chess Fever? Well, our favorite song by the band uh, is a song called Chess Fever. One of our favorite songs is we love all the, you know, all the music of the band. Uh, I'd say, uh, as my wife says, the band's sexiest song is Chess Fever. And, uh, you know, that was uh, a unanimous decision to go with Chess Fever. After many different band names, um, that was the one that sunk, and we felt, hell, that's a great name. A lot of people ask, what does that mean? So, they're asking. I think that's good. Okay. Now, um, you know, uh, you as a musician, what is your story? What brought you to music as a career path? Uh, you know, just like the other members of the group, I just had to be playing music. And uh, I think there's a big driving force behind every artist. And, you know, as a as an artist myself and in a band of like-minded uh, musicians, uh, we're just called to do it, and we're doing it. Okay. Now, let's talk about that release. Now, 
when you were putting this together, what was kind of the, um, how can I put it, the inspiration that brought this into being? Sure. Well, uh, we took it upon ourselves with the creation of Chest Fever to work within a framework or work around a framework, I should say, and that was the first tour we ever did was on the 45th anniversary release of Rock of Ages. So I believe it was the 45th. And we went ahead, or the 50th, whichever one, it was an anniversary of Rock of Ages. And we did a tour where we played with local horn sections in each town. And it was very, very well received. And upon doing this, uh, you know, we talked with the folks at the, the company called Iconoclast. They're the ones that represent the band. And, uh, you know, they had mentioned it was going to be an anniversary release of music from Big Pink. And so we decided, hey, let's go ahead and give this a go, and let's uh, let's go tour music from Big Pink all year. So I believe it's uh, it was the 50th anniversary. I did, I did a double check. It was the 50th uh, anniversary last year of the release of Rock of Ages, and this year was the 55th anniversary release of music from Big Pink. And for those that know the band and love the band, music from Big Pink is their debut album one of the most influential albums of all time uh, for everyone who is relevant in pop music from that era and onward music from Big Pink was defined as the, maybe the most influential album of that year it pretty much changed the course of music um, and that's from the Beatles Pink Floyd Elton John Led Zeppelin um, all these groups heard that record and were like this is the future of music they started a movement. And so this year we spent a uh, majority of it touring that record. And from touring it and performing it, bringing it to the stage, we started to develop it as our own, as a band normally does. You know, you play a song, you know, 50 times in a row. Uh, at some point you start looking for a way to, you know, make it more interesting on the 51st time. So, that's where our version of music from Big Pink evolved. And by the time we came into the studio, we uh, were able to capture and document how we had grown this performance and, and developed the record. So, you know, as we've been calling it through the 21st century reimagining of Big Pink. Okay. Well, you know, as someone who was around back in the day, you know, that whole era of music was highly uh, centered around improvisation. And, you know, they didn't really adhere to a, a strict structure of the songs. They let they allowed the songs to kind of live and breathe and move on every performance. So you're just really keeping up that tradition, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, that's the beauty of music. Is it's, it's there. The songs are always going to be there, but, uh, you know, it's up to the interpreters to, uh, to to bring it alive and if you want to keep it alive. Okay. Now, um, in addition to, of course, you know, you had mentioned the um, Chess Fever as being part of, you know, the the band um, 
tribute, I guess, if you want to call it that, or reimagining. But you also are a songwriter in your own right. When you sit down to begin that process, what is the mechanism you use to kind of tap into your muse? Um, you know, that mechanism is is a variable. You know, it changes day to day, song to song. Um, you know, it usually has to come from some kind of inspiration, whether it's a phrase, uh, you know, a phrase everyone in the band hits at or something happens to me on a personal end and, you know, I hear a story from one of the band members and it inspires to, you know, something to be written. Um, it can kind of come from everywhere and it generally does. So, um, it's a wide array of, of influences that, that come in or, you know, everything from playing songs by the band. I might be inspired like, Hey, I want to write a song about this. And then a character comes to life in reality and all of a sudden, I'm influenced to put pen to paper and start coming up with a story. Okay. Now, you know, a lot of songwriters have embraced some of the technology today as tools. You know, a cell phone for capturing ideas or a home recording studio or even some of the software, you know, online thesaurus and uh, rhyming dictionaries, master writer, songwriter pad. What are some of the tools you have found to become that have become indispensable to you as a writer? Uh, absolutely voice memos um, you know I when I'm when I'm ready to go uh, you know record a record or go bring songs I go to my voice memos and you know I've got an endless amount of ideas that are started in there and some that when I get more time I get to finish them and put them further down the field than others um, absolutely the you know Google I use Google Docs I use my uh, notes. I often use the online thesaurus as I'm constantly, as a lyricist, looking for new, for my own way to say my own meanings and looking at synonyms, looking at antonyms, looking at at, at rhymes that you know uh, I'll absolutely pull from the internet and look at how every resource I can, which is great, uh, to utilize, you know, definitions, of, you know, looking at, you can type in, what does this mean? And then, you know, I want to use this word or I want to, what's the actual true meaning of this and how does that give importance to other words that I'm putting on paper? Um, so yeah, the internet has absolutely been, uh, utilized in every bit of my writing, um, more so now than it ever had been is realizing I could utilize the internet um, and stuff like online thesaurus. Um, it's it's great. You gotta use all the tools at your disposal. Okay. Now, you know, one of the big uh, buzzwords in the industry now is artificial intelligence. And I think with the AFCA-SAG uh, strike, that has really been brought to the forefront. Uh, in the music industry, there are a whole uh, array of online and software tools that uh, utilize artificial intelligence in order to help write lyrics, help write orchestrations, drum beats, 
um, chord progressions, so on and so forth. Uh, even Ed Sheeran admitted on uh, Swedish radio that he utilizes some of these AI lyric tools in, as idea generators. Where do you see artificial intelligence uh, affecting the music industry as we move into the future? I mean, I, I think it already has, and I'm sure it's going to keep affecting it just like anything else. But, um, yeah, you know, artists are going to use it. Businessmen are going to use it. Civilians are going to use it. I mean, it's out there, and it's just another tool to, you know, for a means to an end. So um, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of it. It's I look at it from, you know, working and being surrounded by people who are, um, you know, at the forefront pioneering AI, um, I see it as a means to an end. Uh, and that's, I guess, just like any kind of technological advance. Um, it's like, hey, we're going to put, you know, bread on the table, bring, bring, <laughs> we got to, we got to, we got to make a buck today. Let's utilize every bit of everything out there to do so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I you know I I remember when drum machines and MIDI first came on the music in the music scene, and the uproar there was on how drum machines were going to uh, rob music of their humanality. Uh, we were going to steal that away and become metronomic and and lifeless as we move forward. And MIDI was going to steal the you know the jobs of the Broadway musicians because you could score a whole, you know, Broadway show on a computer and play it back through synthesizers. Um, you know, and of course now there are tools. There are tools in our toolkit that we all utilize. And that um, doom and gloom uh, prediction really never came true, uh, except for a very short period within that disco era where producers were utilizing drum machines and, and synthesizers to create dance music. But beyond that, um, you know, the human feel, the human touch still is required and was required in order to create music that touched the soul. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I still think it is. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it, it and I, I think that, uh, you know, thank goodness, um, you know, I think, I think a lot of people get in uproars about technology and stuff and you know, I mean, I think it serves those that it needs to, and it uh, offers, you know, maybe in some ways it offers uh, a good uh, antithesis for others to springboard their own originality and ideas and, and give a good reason to, to prove prove that, you know, there will always be um, validity in natural abilities and, you know, humanity. Yeah. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about um, going into the studio. Um, every artist has their way of working in that environment to capture the sound they're looking for. And every artist has their process, whether it's, you know, doing it live from the floor, capturing that that 
feeling, that vibe of a performance, or they may want to track it and have a little more control over things and and kind of build it track by track. What is your process when you went into the studio to, to record this new release to get the sound, that, that sound that the band was famous for, on your release? Well, we did it much like how the band did it. We actually did it all in a room together, and we did it all live. So we sang live, we played it all live. Um, you know, the band was doing everything there, like, in a circle, uh, you know, playing not isolated, not in a standard studio sense. Um, we did recorded it all in one day, and, um, you know, we spent a lot of time with the material. So we spent about six months playing these songs like every, you know not every day but almost every day and working on them growing them making them our own making them sound good because what sounded good for the band didn't necessarily sound good for us but the songs are still there and they're still great so we found a way how to make it sound like us while playing the songs and honoring the, I think, the intent of the music. So when we recorded it, first we recorded all the two-inch tape. We did it all live in the room together. So that means you got vocals bleeding, you got things bleeding, you gotta get it right or you don't get it. And so it was very one very meticulous, uh, methodical day in the studio, working with a great team of engineers. Luckily, the engineer, the head engineer, David Cal uh, Muskie, David Cal Muskie, I'm still uncertain which one is, is right, <laughs> but uh, he's such a nice guy, he'll let you say his name probably however you want. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, he and his team did such an amazing job at Addiction Sound that all we had to do as, as a band was worry about playing the music and getting it right. Okay. Now, uh, of course, once you get something recorded, you have to now put together your team in order to get it out to radio and press and so on and so forth. And you're working with Patty DeVries from Devious Planet. Tell me about that relationship. Uh, Patty is awesome and amazing. And really, um, I've been nothing but um, amazed at her work and her ethic and uh, you know, getting a chance to work with Patty so far, I, I have limited uh, experience. We worked on a record together uh, that was for an artist who was non-existent pretty much publicly and was pretty much made of, of two records that were amazing. And I saw Patty get more eyes and ears on it than anyone else I could have thought. And I was amazed that she could do it. And, you know, at the time of, of looking to put together a team to do this release and future releases, uh, her name just came about from seeing all the great work she was doing with other artists. And I'm fortunate that there was a window of opportunity that I caught her at the right time. We reconnected and, uh, and now here we are. I, I'm, I'm very, happy that she's a part of the team and uh, she's also working with another great um, duo that I'm working with called Lisa Cristiano and Bob Disney who are on our promotions team and um, I feel really great that with, with these three people 
and with the band and everything that we're doing, we're gonna, you know, tell tell it from the mountain, and people are gonna hear this record far and wide. Okay, now um, after the pandemic, I think uh, a lot of artists you know we started to restart our business uh getting back out on the road uh start touring again what do you see is one of the biggest uh hurdles that you're having as you ramp back up and and you know uh try to get back to where you were uh pre-pandemic um you know i think reestablishing relationships creating new relationships. You know, the pandemic changed a lot and it changed a lot in the industry. And so, you know, things that were are not. And um, there's a lot to be still discovered. For a band like us, I mean, we didn't exactly have a rhythm and something set. We were, we're trudging forward through the unknown, creating our own path, which can be difficult and I think uh, post pandemic reestablishing who we are what we are that we're even a band on the scene in the music industry that's a challenge enough and I feel like we're really fortunate that we uh, found and, and created a, a relationship with um, you know new relationships that are growing each day like our relationship with Iconoclast um, you know, finding a great company that wants to help promote us and, and supports what we do playing their catalog of music and through that we've been able to grow and find an audience and figure out and refine what we're doing it's still, we're still figuring it out but we're moving forward whether we have it perfect or not so I feel like for a lot of artists I think for a lot of artists that already had their uh, were already established um, maybe I'm sure there was a, a part of getting back on the horse that was difficult for all, for us all. Um, and you know, I feel like for Mrs. Henry, for chest fever, um, it's we're still in a place of discovery. People hearing about us, you know, going out and, until Mrs. Henry or chest fever is a household name, uh, we got our work cut out for us. Oh, yeah, as we all do. Now, um, one of the things I think uh, that has been kind of a challenge for independent artists is uh, that the consumer today has embraced streaming as a way to consume music. And, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, One, you have access now to a worldwide market of potential fans. Uh, On the other hand, the consumer no longer looks at recorded music as a product to purchase anymore. They're not, you know, they don't want to buy music. They don't want to store it anywhere, whether it's on their shelf or on their devices. You know, it's not like the days of the iPods. Um, How has this shift in perception by the consumer affected you as an artist? Um, well, it just means you got to find another way out to uh, make a living. You got to find more op- more more opportunities and look for more avenues. Uh, or I shouldn't say more; I should say different avenues than the, there were in the past. So, 
as a musician um, and as an artist, you have to find the, the marketplace to sell your music and for you to push your product. So, you know, if you're a live band, you got to find an avenue where where that's your drive and that's where your dollar can can get get back to you. Um, as a recording artist, I think you're you're you know I think there's still avenues there. It's just that much harder in the independent world to create relationships and and drive that music to an audience so that you can generate an income. You know, I think the common consumer wants the artist to make a living. Uh, it's just finding how that also benefits with them having to not spend money on the artist and live in a world where they can stream and listen to your music at will if they want to listen to your music at will and you know still find a way how to support you it's like you know I think ultimately it's you know an artist's job is still the same as it ever was is find you know connect with an audience and you know give them a song that they just can't listen to enough. Um, that, I think, is still tried and true and works. It's just a matter of the right song and finding the audience and finding a way, you know? If it's good, it's gonna... If it's good, it's good. And hopefully you can find a way out to make it great. Okay. Now, um... You know, when we look at streaming, one of the biggest, I think, issues is the the revenue that we get from streaming. Um, uh-huh. And it's not, a, if you really look at it, it's not a sustainable business model. You can't continue uh-huh. to ask artists to create content, uh, put them up on these platforms, and uh, without even the the opportunity to break even, I mean, you can have a million streams, and you're still not going to come to a point where you've covered the cost of going into the studio and recording it. It just it's not there, yeah. uh, and yeah. we can't continue to go like this. So we need to change the dynamics on on streaming. Um, you know, the guy who owns Spotify right now is making more a week than maybe the top 10 artists put together on Spotify, you know? And that's wrong. There's a problem that here. Is wrong. Uh, and one of the things that I'm watching is that if you look at the timeline of the digital revolution, one of the things that seems to be a... Um, a driving factor with the whole movement towards streaming is that it constantly changed. For every company that came on the market, there was always a company that was just down on the horizon that was poised to take its place. You know, LimeWire gave way to Napster. And Napster gave way to iTunes. Um, When iTunes came in, everyone was screaming about how, you know, Apple is now in the music industry and they're going to own it forever. Well, not so much, you know, because 
along comes Spotify, and that, you know, took over for iTunes. You know, all those iPods they sold us are now sitting in the kitchen junk drawer, you know, catching, you know, dust. Um, Nobody's using them anymore. Uh, You know, we all use our phones. We don't want to store a bunch of stuff on it, so we stream it. You know, it's easy. Um, So... It just stands to reason there is something on the horizon that can replace Spotify as the next uh, iteration of streaming. And one of the ones that I'm watching is these streaming platforms like Audius, Emanate, uh, Audiolux, uh, that are streaming platforms that are based on the blockchain, which is that... Uh, software technology that cryptocurrency uses to secure um, themselves. You know, that's how you secure cryptocurrency. And one of the big advantages of the blockchain is the fact that it is a decentralized system. In other words, no person or company can own the service on this blockchain. It is only owned and operated and run by the fans who put up their, you know, that spend the money and the artists who put up their content. They're in control of these services. And because of that, they're claiming that they can pay up to 80% of the incoming revenue directly back to the artist. What do you think of that as a potential for the next generation of streaming? I mean, I, I think it's a great concept and idea. I think as soon as it becomes, you know, uh, an app everybody can get a free trial on and do it. And, oh, yeah, you, and, can, get, and, you can get an yeah, Audius uh, app right now. If you go up on yeah, your phone I, and and just search Audius, um, whether you have an Apple or a, a uh, Android, you can get the Audius app. And they have a um, deal right now with with TikTok that as soon as you put your music up on Audius, it's available on TikTok. So, oh wow! Yeah, oh yeah, it's and and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. You don't need an aggregator. Um, you don't have to go through CD Baby or iTunes. I mean, uh, uh, TuneCore or any of those aggregators. So. You can go on Audius, set up your account, and start uploading your music. In fact, I even put my podcasts up on Audius, which is a blockchain, you know, based streaming service. And so far, it's been flawless. I haven't had a bit of problems with it. You know? Wow. So well, that's it's, great. That's great. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, hearing these kind of platforms and knowing about these and. I think just the information and the awareness of it, I think, is hopefully going into the future that's going to drive the, the mass majority of consumers to get on board. Um, if there's, you know, I think finding an app and so, or some version of a accessibility, you know, we have the radio, you have MTV, you have the Internet, now figuring out how to maximize and, and the platform that, gets the status quo and can, you know, become a vehicle for consumers to listen to music and both artists to be reciprocated. I think, you know, hopefully hopefully that exists and hopefully it's on the horizon. 
Well, you know, one of the things that I think are going to happen is that the music industry is going to become uh, more of a direct relationship between fans and the artists. Um, there are some artists out there that have already um, accomplished this kind of dynamic. Uh, Taylor Swift being one of them, having this this huge fan base that follows not only her as an artist but also her as a person and are extremely loyal in that I mean she even you know went as far as re-recorded all of her old catalog Mm -hmm. and the fans now they'll only listen to the new things that she's recorded as opposed to the you know the one the scooter owns you know Um, yeah you know, so, you know, putting him in a position that he owns nothing anymore, even though he thought he was real slick about it. Um, and, you know, th- it's it's even some of the new technology out there is leaning heavily towards this new reality within the industry. Uh, one of the sites I've been watching is a site called Royal.io. And what they do is really interesting. They allow you to create these non-fungible tokens, these NFTs, that represent a small portion of your streaming or your publishing royalties. And the way um, one of the, 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 uh, the rap artists, Nas, did this, and I've been watching him very closely... He took two songs off of his last release, and he was able to create um, enough NFTs to cover one half of the streaming royalties on these two songs. He sold that to his fan base and was able to generate almost $600,000 in upfront income. In addition, he now had over 3,000 fans that had an economic interest in making sure his music is streamed. You know, they they get paid when his music is streamed. On top of that, these NFTs are bought and sold on an open market, just like stocks. So if I bought one of these NFTs and I, say, made a little couple bucks, someone offered me more than then I paid for it, I said, sure, I'll sell it to you. And... Nas will then get a commission off of that resale forever for the life of that song. So it's a constant revenue generation. So this new dynamic, this this new technology, not only creates revenue streams for the artist, but it also creates a way to connect to the fan base at another level where the fans don't just donate to you as an artist. They invest in you and invest in their favorite song or their favorite album or maybe would get a, uh, a, a copy of the, the original lyrics, whatever the case may be. Um, there is just a huge amount of possibilities that are available through these technologies. What do you think of that as, as a 
potential business model for the new music industry? I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great. Sounds like I need. I, sounds like I need to find somebody who can <laughs> create some blockchains and some NF, NFTs. And uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, obviously. I know this is this kind of business has only been around for what, maybe less than five years. I don't know how long the blockchains existed. Maybe ten. Maybe more than that. Maybe less than that. But um, I think it's great, man. All the opportunities and all the possibilities of artists being able to use technology to create revenue streams, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, of course, we all know that when the pandemic hit, um, touring shut down and we all had to go up on the internet to kind of stay connected to our fan base. Uh, And content creation and social media marketing became, you know, accelerated you know it was big before the internet before the pandemic but after the pandemic or during the pandemic it really accelerated it became something that was important um to you know to the independent artists you know and they where we started with you know like live streams and then we moved to more personal content where it was almost like creating our own reality show um, what are some of the things you are doing to kind of stay connected to your fans and, and get the word out on this new release by utilizing content and social media to get the word out? Um, well, you know, it's a, it's a game of content. So, uh, you know, we, we constantly are documenting uh, our band. We're constantly recording. We uh, photograph and film pretty much every one of our shows. Our uh, colleague Santiago Guzman is our documentarian, and uh, you know, also brother in arms of, of the road. And so, uh, you know, constantly putting content out is what we've been doing. And you know, we recorded all of music for all of our the the whole session we did was filmed, and so we're coming up with videos and are literally finishing up the videos now for every song on the record to be out there to be a clip on social media so you know constantly just keeping at it it's not enough recording music now you gotta film every second of it show everybody every part of it so uh, we're just gonna do everything we can to keep up and play that play the game there you go well you know i really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us and uh we're gonna give everyone out there a double shot from your new release and uh, you guys are gonna love this you know what screw the neighbors turn it up loud we're gonna have some fun tonight yeah yeah
Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
for my love
in a smoke-filled nightclub on the edge of town. It's a pleasant environment, but uh, but in the 21st century, uh, you know, you don't even have to leave the couch. Just turn on the TV and commercials or as theme songs, you will see and hear the blues are everywhere. I'm Elwood. Baby, I'm a constant trouble bring you down Only thing I'm gonna do is drag your heart around If you had any sense at all Leave me good and fast Cause I'm a tornado boy and I just can't help but destroy everything in my head You don't know what's good for you 
alibis will be useless Reasons won't matter after today Cause it's finally here The day I've dreaded for years Tonight I'll sleep in the bed that I've made
dream machine Dirty streets and silver screens Both of one left his art Down on sunset after dark Hollywood Hollywood Selling trinkets to buy a few bits There's shots of all kinds Followed by screams Down on the boulevard of dreams In Hollywood In Hollywood Hanging on a memory 
story It was taught to me Mama learned from a pop Cause he knew how it'd be So long ago How it would be Roots run deep That's what I found They always find water Under solid
storm's coming. You can just pull up your shows, curl up in a duvet, maybe even draw up a bath and see where the night takes you. That sounds real nice. Peace of mind, change 
And it's only the dust that blows It's the sun that slowly burns us all away Your head can fill with rain Till it's flooding through your veins And the wind can howl just like a hurricane we go running back for home but home is just a feeling and not a place and if you feel untethered we can tie ourselves to the same tree but both disappear without a trace and your head can fill with rain till it's flooding through your veins and the
Listen, big deal. You got another problem. Women always figure out the truth. Always.
day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But uh, until that day, accept this justice as a gift on my daughter's wedding day. Oh, 
Oh, 
Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. Breathe. La, la. Now let's try it like this.
been wrong That's my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on this show tonight. Add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadou. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Doctor things left on with my friend. I gone, lost my dog, I'm alone. Just fought somebody. I mean, found it funny. Got knocked in the head, man, by old friends Now lie me and think I'm dead Drink so long Gonna drink for the old damn time Gonna keep back in the sea Till I can handle it See, bombs up to me They drink for Fill her up, more, 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 more And bombs up I ain't hit the flow Fill her up, more, 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 more And bombs up to me They drink for Got to pay my bills Got my house off the same